Welcome to Serious Faith, a podcast exploring the gospel story by story to discover the way of Jesus. Welcome back, folks. Another week of Serious Faith. Here we go. We are uh, cranking our way through the book of John. We're in John chapter 20. And last week, uh, Jesus rose from the grave. The tomb was empty, but we have not yet encountered Jesus. That is happening this week. And so we are in John chapter 20, verses 11 through 18. And this is where Jesus appears to Mary. So let's jump in and take a look at what we got. Mary stood outside near the tomb crying. As she cried, she bent down to look into the tomb. She saw two angels dressed in white, seated where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head, one at the foot. The angels asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She replied, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they put him. As soon as she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold on to me, for I haven't yet gone up to my father. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I'm going up to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene left and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. Then she told them what he said to her. All right, so we have Mary, who, uh, if you remember from last week, Mary... Uh, is the first one to find the empty tomb. She's the first one to even think to go find Jesus. And and then the disciples come, of course, and you've got uh, Simon Peter and you've got John, and they're in a race, and you know one of them wins. It's a funny little story. But they leave, right? It says in verse 10, the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. They went away. And what you have left is Mary. Mary stays. It says she stayed and she cried, right? Because remember, we've, we've read here that Mary thinks somebody stole Jesus, <laughs> And so she's crying, right? Her Savior is missing. And it says that two angels dressed in white were seated where the body of Jesus had been. And, and so you have in this moment, this supernatural moment, a, a supernatural beings, right? Uh, a lot of times angels are sort of uh, misunderstood, maybe is the right word, uh, especially in the church and scripture. Like it's, it's hard sometimes to get a full grasp on angels. And, but we have two angels here who are seated there, and the angels ask her, why are you crying? Right? They, they ask the woman, why are you crying? And she, of course, says they've taken him away. They've taken him away, and, she, and, and I don't know where they put him. What's interesting to me is she doesn't ask for help. I thought, I thought that was interesting. Like, you have these two angels, and like, if anybody could help me, surely an angel could help me, right? Like, I mean, I mean, come on, right? Like, angel help, this, this is... This is obvious, right? But she doesn't ask them for help. She just she's she's mourning. I don't know where they've taken him. And when she says this, she turns around and she sees Jesus, but she doesn't know it's Jesus. She doesn't recognize him in his body, which sort of makes sense because you've got um, in the book of Luke, chapter twenty-four, uh, in in this similar story, you have this idea that Jesus looks different now that he's risen, and so she doesn't recognize what he looks like. And uh, and I think a lot of times we struggle to to see God, right? Like we struggle to see 
not only what God looks like, but just to see him at work and to see like, where is he going? What's he doing? And so Jesus says to her, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Right? He almost like plays the, plays the fool here. And so she thinks he's the gardener, <laughs> which, you know, I, I think is a cool piece that it specifically says she thinks he's the gardener because, of course, you think about his, what he says about the vine and the branches and, uh, and you know, the analogies he's used are often farming analogies. And in some capacity, Jesus is a gardener, right? He's the great gardener who, who cultivates life and who uh, grows things and produces fruit, right? Like, Jesus is a gardener in some capacity, but she thinks specifically he's the one who's taking care of this gardener. And uh, so she says, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll get him. Right? She's like, just, just, it doesn't, I don't, it's almost like, uh, you know, when somebody gets something stolen and they say, I don't need to know who it was. I just need it to show back up. I won't hold any grudges. I won't press charges. I just need whatever it was you stole to show back up. Right? And it's almost like that impression we get here from Mary. She says, just, just show me where he is. And so he speaks her name. He says, Mary. And she turns and she recognizes him. Right? She recognizes him because of his voice. And, he, it, and I want to pause on that for a second. Okay, I want to pause on that for a second because we've talked a lot in this podcast about hearing the voice of God. It's something that I have stressed um, at our church for a while now is hearing the voice of God. What does the voice of God sound like? Can we learn to know God's voice? And I, obviously I think the answer is yes. And Jesus expected that they would in John 10, he said so. So this has been a huge focus in my life lately, has been teaching people to hear the voice of God. And I don't think that it's coincidence that in this story, when she looks at Jesus, she doesn't recognize him, right? She looks right at the guy, dead in the eyes, and does not recognize it as Jesus. But the second he speaks, he literally said one word. He just said her name, and she recognizes Jesus. I mean, this is, this is some serious intimacy with the Lord, right? That, that she doesn't even recognize what he looks like, but the second he says her name, she knows. She knows because she knows the voice of the Savior. She knows what it is for God to call her name. She knows that this is it. This is Jesus. And she says, teacher. And so I want to... I want to reiterate, before we go to this next piece, I want to reiterate real quickly the importance of knowing how to hear God's voice. And if you don't know how to do that, it's time you learn, all right? It's time you take the step where you learn to hear God's voice. And there are lots of people at our church that can help you do that. I can help you do that. Reach out. Um, because there are going to be moments in your life where you can't see God. You don't recognize him where he's working. You don't recognize what he's doing. But, man, can you still hear his voice? So we've got to be able to hear God's voice. But here's the other cool part for Mary. Jesus then goes on and tells her, don't hold on to me for I haven't yet gone up to my father, right? We're pre-ascension. And he says, I still got work to do, right? Uh, go to my brothers and sisters and tell them I'm going up to my father. So he, he essentially makes Mary the first ever evangelist, right? The post, I should say, the first ever post-resurrection evangelist, <laughs> Mary is the first ever post-resurrection evangelist. And so she does that. She goes. Like, she gets commissioned by Jesus, and she goes, and it says she left, and she announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. 
And then she told him what he had said to her, right? I love this because I've been trying, I've been trying to formulate for years now how to explain to people what, what, what testifying is. And really, this is, summarize it, right? It's, I've seen the Lord, right? How have you seen the Lord? And I thought it's interesting that she specifically says, I've seen the Lord, because she's right. Like, in a literal sense, she saw Jesus. But it was funny to me because we just talked about how she didn't recognize Jesus with her eyes. She recognized him first with her ears. And, and yet she goes back to, I have seen the Lord, right? It's a process. We hear him, we see him, and all of that counts, right? All of that matters. When we talk about sharing our testimony, doing evangelism, it's really what we're saying is being like Mary, where we go, look, man, I've seen the Lord. Let me tell you where, right? You don't have to know scripture. You don't have to have stuff memorized. You don't have to go to a certain church. You just, people just want to know how you've seen the Lord. How have you seen the Lord working in your life right now? So I want to challenge you to hear the Lord, to recognize his voice, but also to find a moment this week where you can go and tell someone, I have seen the Lord. Where have you seen the Lord? And go tell someone. Because this is what it looks like to have faith. She doesn't hesitate, right? Mary left and announced to the disciples, I've seen the Lord. She's just, just like that. She's like, well, he told me to do it. I better go do it. Sometimes we overthink it. We think, well, I got to do this or that first, or I know this or that first. Nope. We just go do it. So go do it this week.